This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. News you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Less than 24 hours after the stock market boasted its largest gains of the year, the market posted its largest losses of the year. A new CNN poll finds big dissatisfaction among voters of President Joe Biden as Democrats fight for primary and midterm victories. Ukraine officials say Russian troops are practicing nuclear missile strikes and chemical attacks at NATO's border due to Western allies' support of weapons to Ukraine in its war against Moscow. Ruth sent us protesters are planned at the homes of conservative U.S. Supreme Court justices following that leaked draft opinion, finding the high court is poised to overturn abortion rights. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, was out of town and missed five scheduled events as crime surges in the Big Apple and his approval ratings drop. Deborah Valentine with your top five at five. Well, the U.S. stock market tanked yesterday, the Dow giving up its largest declines so far this year. The losses come just 24 hours after the market's largest gains since 2020. The reversal wiped out Wednesday euphoria after Fed Chair Jerome Powell said the board was not actively considering several additional rate hikes. And there'll be a lot more information. I just think we want to see we want to see that information as we get there. It's a very difficult environment to try to give forward guidance 60, 90 days in advance. There are just so many things that can happen in the economy and around the world. So, um, you know, we're leaving ourselves room to look at the data and make a, dis- make a dis- uh, you know, decision as we get there. The Dow and S&P 500 slid more than 3% as investors reassessed the Fed's comments. The Nasdaq fell 5%. On Wednesday, the central bank okayed a half percentage point interest rate increase, lifting the federal funds rate to a target range between three-quarter and 1%. A new CNN poll out Wednesday finds troubling political results for President Joe Biden and his Democratic Party heading into the primaries and midterm elections. A majority of respondents told the poll that Biden's policies have hurt the economy. Eight in 10 say the government is not doing enough to combat inflation. Despite this, the president has remained optimistic. When I came to office, we took a different approach across the board. With the American Rescue Plan and other actions, we started to grow the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Rescue checks and tax cuts for working families that gave them just a little bit of breathing room and put food on the table and a roof over their heads. The poll finds only 23 percent of Americans rate economic conditions as somewhat good, down 37 percent in December. That's the lowest rate since November of 2011. Only 34 percent told the CNN poll they approve of Biden's management of the economy. The poll found 94 percent of Republicans, 81 percent of key independents, and 54 percent of Democrats rate the economy as poor under Biden. 
Nuclear exercises by Russian troops. Russian President Vladimir Putin's forces have practiced nuclear missile strikes and chemical attacks at NATO's border. Moscow confirmed its troops ran simulated nuclear missile strikes in the western enclave of Kaliningrad Wednesday amid heightening tensions over the war in Ukraine. Putin has made threats to nuke NATO allies if they continue to arm Ukraine as Russia's war continues. European nations have doubled down on their opposition of Putin. Here's German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. We are determined Putin must not win this war and he will not win it. Because we stand together in sanctioning Russia, in strengthening our defense and in our solidarity with the Ukrainian people. Ukraine's defense ministry said the simulated war games took place Wednesday between EU member states of Poland and Lithuania. Russia practiced simulated electronic launches of nuclear-capable mobile ballistic missile systems. Security has been beefed up at the homes of U.S. Supreme Court justices. Left-wing activist groups are planning to send protesters to the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices following the leak of a draft opinion revealing the high court is poised to overturn Roe v. Wade legalizing abortion. The activists are organizing events May 11th under the moniker Ruth Sent Us. The group has published the supposed home addresses of Justices Amy Coney Barrett, John Roberts, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch. Here's former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany. If you are not going to actively denounce the leak... Uh, then you must in some way provide some protection for these Supreme Court justices. Do something, at least a verbal denunciation of this walk. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell called for the leaker to be prosecuted. Chief Justice John Roberts described the leak as a betrayal of the high court and ordered an investigation. Republicans on Capitol Hill have also expressed outrage over the nearly unprecedented leak, the first in the court's history. Democrats have sounded the alarm in defense of abortion. As crime surges and his approval ratings tank, New York City Mayor Eric Adams was out of state in Los Angeles part of this week. The mayor was on a two-day jaunt, campaign-funded to Los Angeles. Upon his anticipated return to the Big Apple Thursday, he had to cancel five events due to flight delays. Former mayoral candidate and Guardian Angels founder, 77 WABC host Curtis Sliwa, while out on patrol with the Guardian Angels in Forest Hill, said Adams ought to get to work. The swagger man, the mayor, Eric Adams, he's got no plan. He's got no plan. After four months, crime is higher than it's ever been in any of the eight years of Bill de Blasio, and I never thought it would get any worse. A Quinnipiac poll finds 54 percent of New York voters disapprove of the job Adams is doing and his handling of escalating crime. 37 percent approve, and that marks a 19 percent drop in Adams' approval on crime since February. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Yes, calling for rain, as Joe alluded to, after 3 this afternoon, with temperatures rising this morning to 61, then falling this afternoon to about 50 Rain today and again overnight. The overnight low, 51, with winds to 14 miles per hour. Tomorrow, more rain. Temperatures falling to 47 by 3 p.m. Winds 18 to 22 miles per hour and gusts to 33 for your Saturday. Right now, 59 cloudy skies here in Manhattan. 
Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, as recall efforts continue out in California, Los Angeles's woke district attorney, George Gascon, will not pursue felony charges against that suspect who allegedly attacked comedian Dave Chappelle on stage at the Hollywood Bowl concert. The suspect, a 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, was armed with a bayonet that had a knife attached. The woke DA is reducing charges against Lee to misdemeanor instead, meaning he may soon walk free pending a hearing. Here's Chappelle on stage when the incident occurred. I've been doing this 35 years. I just stomped the backstage. Always wanted to do that. Organizers with a group trying to recall Gaskin said it has collected more than 400,000 signatures and raised over $6 million. The campaign needs over 566,000 signatures, 10% of registered voters, by the July 6th uh, deadline to pull the recall question on November's ballot. ABC News reported the DA's office said Lee's conduct did not constitute felony conduct. Lee is currently held on a $30,000 bond for felony assault with a deadly weapon. Chappelle has not yet reacted to the DA's decision. A vote is planned Wednesday in the U.S. Senate on a bill to codify abortion rights. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York has called for the vote, despite the effort likely being futile. The bill is unlikely to have the support necessary to break a filibuster or even to pass without it. Republicans will have two choices. They can own the destruction of women's rights, or they can reverse course and work to prevent the damage. Count me as skeptical that they'll do the latter. The high-profile vote will be followed May 14th by coordinated marches planned for D.C., Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles, per Vice's Elizabeth Landers. A variety of groups, including the Women's March and Planned Parenthood, expect that the protests could draw hundreds of thousands of demonstrators. The leak of the U.S. Supreme Court opinion possibly overturning Roe v. Wade has bolstered fundraising for the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee. It pulled in $650,000 across two days, according to The New York Times. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki will make her planned exit from the White House on May 13th. Psaki will be replaced by her deputy, Corinne Jean-Pierre. The choice of Jean-Pierre is historic. She becomes the first black and the first openly gay White House press secretary in the history of the position. As Jen said uh, at the top, uh, this is a historic moment and it's not lost on me. I understand how important it is for so many people out there, um, so many different communities that I uh, stand on their shoulders and I have been throughout my career. Politico reporting Osaki is slated to join MSNBC and have a show on its streaming partner, Peacock. Deputy Chief of Staff for Vice President Kamala Harris. Meanwhile, Michael Fuchs is the 11th staffer to leave the VP's office since June. Harris is hiring a new head speech writer after her last one departed in February, Megan Grube. She worked as an editorial director for Gates Ventures, where she wrote speeches for Microsoft's Bill Gates. Blockbuster audio in which Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy allegedly discussed the idea of removing Donald Trump from office using the 25th Amendment. The audio from a private conversation on January 8th, 2021, is the latest in a series of recorded tapes by the authors of This Will Not Pass, Trump, Biden, and the Battle for Americans. 
by New York Times reporters Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns. The audio in the aftermath of the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol was shared with CNN. Yeah, look, what the president did is atrocious and totally wrong. Um, from the standpoint, we're 12 days away. I mean, the one point I'd make with Biden, if you have an impeachment and you're stuck sitting in the Senate, those comments were published by the New York Times last month and initially denied by McCarthy. A new portion shows McCarthy floating the idea of pushing cabinet members to remove then-President Trump via the 25th Amendment before complaining the measure would take too long. Audio reported on last month features McCarthy going a step further in a private call with his fellow GOP leaders claiming he would speak to Trump about resigning. Well, the Biden administration's disinformation czar dismissed parental concerns about critical race theory in an October speech. Nina Jankowitz's concerns were merely the GOP weaponizing people's emotion, she said. She made the comments during an October speech before the City Club of Cleveland in Ohio. Her speech was titled Disinformation and Democracy, Civic Discourse in the Digital Age. Critical race theory has become one of those hot button issues that uh, the Republicans and and other, you know, disinformers um, who are engaged in disinformation for profit, frankly, there are plenty of, you know, media outlets that are making money off of this, too, have have seized on. And I live in Virginia uh, and in Loudoun County. That's one of the areas um, where people have really honed in on this topic. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas attacked Jankowitz to lead the department's new disinformation board last week, a choice that has led to intense scrutiny. It comes following a deal for Tesla founder Elon Musk to take over Twitter. He's promised free speech. 77 WABC time check, 515. All right, Justin Alex here is putting on his headphones. He's got his information, and here he is with sports. I think I have everything I need, Deb. And, I hope uh, so. I mean, listen, if I don't, we'll see how it goes. I don't know what to tell you. I am, I am Justin Alex here with your early news sports update. The boys in blue are back on track as the Garden was popping last night for Game 2 of the Rangers Eastern Conference Round 1 Series with the Pittsburgh Penguins. With the rags up 2-1 to a little over halfway through the second period, Mr. Ranger Chris Kreider buried what proved, what would prove, excuse me, to be the game winner when he left this generous tip in the slot. Petrano, now Miller to Petrano for a That call courtesy of the great Sam Rosen. A reminder to tip your weight staff. Artemi Panarin and Frank Vitrano each added a goal and two assists as our blue shirts will set off for Pittsburgh. Happy coming off a 5-2 Game 2 win. Game 3 is set for uh, tomorrow night in Pittsburgh at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, so looking forward to that. Other scores around the Stanley Cup playoffs are as follows. The Panthers best the Capitals 5-1 to to even things up at a game apiece. The Avalanche edge out the Predators in overtime by a score of 2-1 to to jump ahead two games to none. And the Stars knot things up with the Flames. At one game each by way of a 2 to nothing win on the road. If you were busy Watson Rangers, then you missed what was debatably the greatest comeback in New York Metropolitan's history as the Orange and Blue overcame a six-run deficit in the ninth inning to win a thriller in Philadelphia by a score of 8-7. to seven. After Brandon Nemo delivered a game-tying two-run single, Starling Marte stepped up to the dish to put the finishing touches on one amazing comeback. Starling unloads one, deep left center, back to the warning track goes Herrera, near the wall, it's off the base, here's Nimmo around third, he'll come in to 
score, and the Mets take the lead. Unbelievable. That call courtesy of the legendary Gary Cohen. The Mets will try and keep it rolling against the Phillies tonight at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. That matchup will see Chris Bassett take the bump for New York going up against Philadelphia's Zach Eflin. As for the Yanks, they were off yesterday, but will be back in action tonight when they welcome the Texas Rangers into Yankee Stadium. Game one of that three-game set has Garrett Cole pegged up against Texas's Glenn Otto. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, a wet couple of days. We have rain today after 3 this afternoon with temperatures rising this morning to 61, falling this afternoon to 50, rain overnight, the low 51. Tomorrow, more rain. Temperatures fall to 47 by mid-afternoon, winds 18 to 22 miles per hour, and gusts up to 33 for your Saturday. Right now, 58 clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. A rough day for the stock market on Thursday. Stocks pulled back sharply, completely erasing a rally from the prior session in a stunning reversal that delivered investors one of the worst days since 2020. The Dow Jones lost 1,063 points. The tech-heavy Nasdaq fell 4.9%, and the S&P 500 fell 3.5%, marking its second-worst day of the year. Both the Nasdaq and the Dow saw their worst single-day drops since 2020. Shell, Europe's largest energy company, reported on Thursday its biggest-ever quarterly profit, reflecting high prices for oil and natural gas spurred by the war in Ukraine and tightness in world energy markets. The company's adjusted earnings of $9.1 billion for the January to March period were almost triple the $3.2 billion it earned a year earlier. Shell also said it would increase the pace of share buybacks in the second quarter to $4.5 billion from $4 billion in the first quarter and raise the dividend by 4%. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission is reportedly reviewing Elon Musk's $44 billion Twitter buyout for potential antitrust concerns. The FTC now has 30 days to consider the deal and decide whether to issue a second request to probe the matter further. Although, according to Bloomberg, most experts believe there are no antitrust concerns that could block the takeover. However, the anti-monopoly activist group Open Markets Initiative has urged the agency to block the deal, saying that it poses immediate and direct threats to American democracy and free speech. Electric luxury vehicle maker Lucid Group said it now has more than 30,000 reservations for its air sedan. But any customers making reservations after June 1st will have to pay higher prices. Lucid said it will honor its current pricing for any customer with an existing reservation, as well as any new customers who make reservations before the end of May. After that, pricing on the various air models will jump roughly 10 to 12 percent, depending on trim level. I'm Frank Moreno on 77 WABC. I'll be back Monday morning at 1 a.m. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning in the red, the Dow down another 94 points. The S&P 500 down 15 and a half. The Nasdaq has fallen 66. Gold's up $6.60 at $1,882.20. Crude oil up $1.73 a barrel at $109.99. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. 
Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The NYPD is on target to exceed its overtime budget. The city's independent budget office says overtime for the NYPD has already hit over $564 million and is on target to exceed $750 million this year, above the $607 million allocated. That projection means the department will exceed its overtime budget by more than $142 million this year, and the overtime comes as crime surges in the Big Apple. Former NYPD Commissioner Ray Kelly on Fox News. I don't see fear level in this city going down anytime soon. Crime is up 44% for the first three months of, of 2022. All indications are, as I say, it's going to continue in that in that direction. Shootings up. Shootings are up 18% over last year, which was up a significant percent over 2020, which was up over 2019. Total crime year-to-date as of May 1 remained high compared to the same time in 2021 with a 41.6% increase, according to NYPD crime stats. Shootings and murders were down year-to-date and for last month. One of the world's most notorious Colombian drug lords has been extradited from Colombia to Brooklyn to face charges. Dario Antonio Usiga David, better known as Antiniel, was captured last October. Antiniel is the second major alleged drug trafficker brought to New York for trial in the last three weeks. Former president of Honduras, Juan Orlando Hernandez, was flown to New York late last month. Brian Peace, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, describes just a small fraction of the heinous crimes Antiniel allegedly committed. He earned enormous profits measured in billions, not millions. He oversaw an army of henchmen who murdered, kidnapped, and tortured victims. These two extraditions are the biggest captures since Joaquin El Chapo Guzman was extradited to the United States in 2017 and sentenced to life in prison in 2019. Colombian authorities say Otiniel's capture is the biggest hit to Colombian traffickers since Pablo Escobar was killed in a shootout back in 1993. New York City's health commissioner is warning New York City could revert back to mask mandates and proof of vaccination status for restaurants, bars, and other venues. The requirement would be reinstituted if COVID hospitalizations rise to a new concerning level. Health Commissioner Ashwin Vassan. On hospitalizations, we see a slight increase. On bed occupancy, we're relatively stable. Both of those would have to jump up to a higher, a significantly higher level for us to move into a higher risk category. The city would go into high alert if hospital admissions rise to 10 patients per 100,000 people or if inpatient beds reach 10% occupancy on a seven-day average. And for now, health officials are asking people to voluntarily mask indoors and get tested before and after gatherings. Renters in New York City face the highest hikes in decades. The Rent Guidelines Board preliminarily voted Thursday night to increase rents for one-year and two-year leases for both apartments and lofts. The preliminary vote here passed an increase of 2 to 4 percent for one-year leases onto renters and a 40 percent increase for two-year leases onto renters. 
Ahead of this vote, the Legal Aid Society called for a freeze on all rent increases. Spokesperson Robert Desser on ABC7. I think that will have a devastating effect on tenants that live in the rent-stabilized housing stock, tenants who have not seen their wages increase, um, tenants who are having difficulty keeping pace with inflation, tenants who have not recovered from the pandemic. Landlords have been calling for hikes. The tentative increases follow two years, either frozen or increases kept unusually low due to the COVID-19 pandemic and eight years of modest increases under the former de Blasio administration. Two men fatally shot in Midtown in the Midtown South Precinct early Thursday at a makeshift recording studio on West 37th Street. Happened about 1213 in the morning. 34-year-old Kamir King of Harlem died after being shot in his head on the third floor. A second yet unidentified man was shot in the torso and discovered on West 37th Street. A gun was discovered under his body. People who live near the studio told Pix11 News. This is just an example of how bad the city's gotten, and I don't understand what is being, what is going to be done to keep these things from happening. It's unacceptable. Both men were pronounced dead at Bellevue Hospital. The group appears to have entered the space and gotten into a dispute with King, who performed under the name Harlem Star and members of his group before shooting him. Three suspects are in the wind. So far, no arrests. Well, the mother of an NYPD officer shot dead by a man who told detectives he believed the woman, a tarot card reader, was a witch who cursed him to his death. Police say the alleged gunman, 41-year-old Giuseppe Canzani, knocked on 51-year-old Anna Torres' front door on 109th Avenue in Ozone Park Wednesday afternoon. He fired three shots. Two fatally struck the woman. Police say he then drove himself to the 106th precinct where he lay his weapon down on the ground and was arrested. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, rain today and tomorrow. So rain starts after 3 this afternoon. Temperatures rising this morning to 61, falling this afternoon to 50. Overnight, more rain, the low 51, winds to 14 miles per hour. Rain tomorrow with temperatures falling to 47 by mid-afternoon. Wind gusts to 33 miles per hour tomorrow. Right now, Greece is still mostly clear skies here in the city. Is that a cop? Listen, I don't know. They were kicking the out of his head. I don't think they'd be kicking the out of A machete-wielding man with two knives allegedly stabbed an NYPD officer yesterday during a prolonged struggle in Coney Island. The mayhem ended with the officer, John Favala, shooting the suspect in his leg and shoulder. Police say... This 57-year-old suspect, identified as Richard Paris of West 30th Street in Brooklyn, jumped out of his vehicle on West 8th Street and began struggling with the officer. Several other officers joined in, attempting to subdue the suspect. The officer ended up going to Coney Island Hospital, where he was released in front of a large crowd last night. He's one of three brothers on the NYPD. Meanwhile, Paris is now charged with assault on a police officer, attempted assault, two counts, menacing a police officer, two counts, Criminal possession of a weapon, two counts, and a motive for the attack unknown. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.